Tom Swarbrick on LBC. 10 to 6 the time, it's Friday, Tom Swarbrick's on LBC, so that can only mean one thing. Yes, it's freezing out there, but it's time to warm yourself against the roaring flames of Simon Marks' American Week. Tom, it's been a non-stop week in American politics and my voice is paying the price for it. So bear with me in the minutes ahead. I'll try and talk less and let the others speak a little more than usual today. Let's start with the man of the week. We want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout, what a crowd. Donald Trump on Monday night in Des Moines after scoring a massive win in the Iowa caucuses, taking more than 50% of the vote and destroying his challengers in the race for the Republican Party's nomination. His victory speech sounded like that of a man at the end of the process of winning that nomination rather than someone who is still at the beginning. I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together. Uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative, it would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. That's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. Pull the other one, it's got bells on. Of course, he threw some red meat at the party faithful. We're going to drill baby drill right away. Drill baby drill. We're going to seal up the border. Because right now we have an invasion. We have an invasion of millions and millions of people that are coming into our country. I can't imagine why they think that's a good thing. It's a very bad thing. This was a week when Trump could be almost entirely certain that by the time the crocuses come up, he will be the presumed Republican Party standard bearer in November's election. None of the other candidates stands a chance. Certainly not Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who surprised even himself by managing to place second in Iowa. They threw everything but the kitchen sink at us. They spent almost $50 million attacking us. No one's faced that much all the way just through Iowa. They, the media was against us. They were writing our obituary months ago. In spite of all of that that they threw at us, everyone against us, we've got our ticket punched out of Iowa. He will not, however, get his ticket punched out of New Hampshire next week. For him, the wagons will soon no longer roll. Which brings us to the rather curious case of former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. And I'm going to let you try and do the maths here. I can safely say, tonight, Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. Says the woman who came third. But apparently she meant to indicate that because the ground is now shifting to less friendly territory for conservatives like Governor DeSantis, she's ready to go toe-to-toe with Trump. The only good thing to say about any of this is that it will all be over soon. Trump is unstoppable. He's got the money, the momentum and the endorsements of senior Republicans all over the country. I mean, even Senator Ted Cruz of Texas read the tea leaves this week and endorsed the man who once claimed entirely falsely that the senator's father was involved in the Kennedy assassination and that the senator's wife is ugly. I believe this race is over, so so I am proud to endorse 
Donald Trump for president of the United States. I look forward to supporting him enthusiastically because I think it's time for the Republican Party to unite, for us to come together. We've got to beat Joe Biden. We've got to beat this disastrous cultural Marxist agenda in the White House. We've got to retake the United States Senate. We've got to hold the House. We got to come together and win. And with the results last night, the people have spoken. It's time to move onward to victory in November. Nikki Haley has definitely not yet got that message. And so she's barnstorming New Hampshire, where the Republican primary takes place next Tuesday, threatening to up the ante with China. When Biden comes and tells us China's a competitor, I dealt with China every single day at the United Nations. They never saw us as a competitor. They always saw us as an enemy. That's why we have to look at them the way they look at us. She's proposing to ban American universities from enrolling Chinese students, a move that would cost America's education sector nearly $16 billion a year. And then there was another extraordinary bit of positioning by Ms. Haley on the issue of race. A couple of weeks ago, she was asked to explain the cause of the Civil War and managed not to mention slavery, which was very much the cause of the Civil War. This week on Fox... Are you a racist party? No, we're not a racist country, Brian. We've never been a racist country. Our goal is to make sure that today is better than yesterday. Are we perfect? No. But our goal is to always make sure we try and be more perfect every day that we can. We've never been a racist country, she says, which will come as a bit of a surprise to the millions of Americans who on Monday honoured Martin Luther King Day. The lady hasn't got it, but we'll leave it to the voters of New Hampshire to stick a fork in her. In Israel yesterday... Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu went further than ever before in his efforts to infuriate the White House. He roundly rejected calls by Secretary of State Antony Blinken to recognize that Israel cannot in any meaningful way win its war against Hamas. He also rejected any possibility of a two-state solution. That's a problem for President Biden. So is the ongoing battle against the Houthis in Yemen. Well, when you say working, are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. If at first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. There was also a revealing answer offered by the president to another question asked there over the roar of Marine One's engines. Are you concerning the Arab American vote because of Gaza? Many say they will not vote for you. Well, look, the former president wants to put a ban on Arabs coming into the country. We'll make sure we understand who cares about the Arab population. You think I'm bad? You should see the other guy. It's quite a campaign car sticker. Of course, to win the presidency, Donald Trump has to succeed in remaining on the ballot. This week, the former president's lawyers warned the Supreme Court that they must overturn rulings to disqualify his candidacy in Colorado and Maine for fear of sparking chaos and bedlam. But if he stays on the ballot, we may also have a date with chaos and bedlam. Listen to the words this week of white supremacist anti-Semite Nick Fuentes, a man who has broken bread with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago and now says, I am a Donald Trump cultist. I am a soldier for Donald Trump. I am part of, I serve at the personal pleasure of Donald Trump, my supreme leader. I am part of the paramilitary wing of the Trump movement. I am part of the Revolutionary Guard. 
I do not answer to the Pentagon. I do not answer to the civilian government. I answer, I am the Praetorian Guard of Donald Trump. If Donald Trump ordered me to do an extrajudicial killing, I would perform it. In that video, he gives a Nazi salute, but later claimed the entire riff was just an act of parody. Parody, maybe that's it, Tom. We're just living through a very long, bad joke. Goodness me. From Washington, D.C., in desperate need of a LEMSIP, Simon Marks, American Week.